So, tonight we're going to go to episode three of our series, Like a Thief in the Night, okay? Like a Thief in the Night. And tonight we're going to talk about the abomination of desolation. Now, I know that's a big four words, right? But the abomination of desolation. How many Texas fans, like Texas Longhorn fans, do we have in here? <laughs> My man is. I'm, I'm a UT fan, right? One UT fan in the house, okay? How many Red Raider fans in the house? <laughs> okay. That's, uh, how many of y'all could care less? Okay. All right, cool. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Imagine, Malachi, someone taking the the UT statue. I don't know if they have a statue, by the way, but I'm, I'm more than 100% sure that they have to have a statue of Bevo, of a Longhorn, inside the school that's, like, sacred, right? That, like, everyone's like, don't touch the statue. You don't walk near the statue type of thing, right? What if they were to take that statue, Amherst, and they were taking it to Texas Tech, and they were, like, to place it, like, in the main hall where, like, where, like they have, like, all the, like, special things that represent Texas Tech, and they put it in the hall right there. What would everyone that's a diehard Texas Tech fan do, you think? What? They would vandalize it, right? What else? What do you think the reaction from everyone in that hall would be? From students, from faculty, from alumni? What would you think people's reaction would be when they saw this Longhorn statue in, like, the, the room that has, like, all of the stuff that is dedicated to Texas Tech University. What do you think people's response would be? What? Not a good one. Not a good one? And what kind, though? Like, what do you think that people would react with? Like, what? Yelling. You think there'd be people upset, fighting? What else? Come on, those. What? Very defensive reaction. You think there'd be some people upset? You think there'd be some people cussing? You think there'd be some people who would, like, go, like, legit be like, I can't believe they just did this. I can't believe this just happened. I can't believe this. This is Texas Tech. This is, this is an abomination, right? This is unheard of. We don't do stuff like this here, right? It would be like so wrong to put like a UT, like the, the Bevo statue inside a Texas Tech like hall that represents Texas Tech, right? It would be straight up like inappropriate, okay? Well, tonight, that's what we're going to talk about in episode three of our series, Like a Thief in the Night, okay? The Abomination of Desolation, okay? Before we do that, let's open up with a word of prayer, okay? Father, we thank you so much for bringing us all here, Lord, together. And Father God, I just pray for these young people to hear your voice, Lord. I pray that they would respond to your voice, Father God. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we would grow in wisdom in this, Lord, Heavenly Father, God, and I just thank you so much for your word, and I thank you, Lord, for giving us wisdom to, to know what's to come, and so that we can um, share with others in all honesty, Father, so we thank you for that, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, y'all, so let's start with just a simple recap. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, it says this, it says, now concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you. For you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Our series this month is titled Like a Thief in the Night. And what we're talking about specifically, everybody, is 
when, uh, when the rapture take place, end times, uh, in a sense, in, the, in what, in what huh, get your words together, Carrie. <laughs> We're talking about the end times, in all honesty. We're talking about when Christ returns, okay? And we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks. And in week one, in episode one, we talked about specifically the rapture. How when the trumpets blow, uh, God, Christ is going to send his angels out to rapture everybody from earth to heaven, okay? And even though we don't know when that event will take place, we do know that it will happen, and it's going to happen unexpectedly like a thief in the night, all right? Uh, we learned about three signs. We learned about as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of, who did anybody know? As it was in the days of Lot, and we uh, learned that there will be many who will abandon their faith in God, okay? There's going to be so many people who completely abandon their faith in God. Those are the signs those are three of the signs that we know when Jesus will return and before the rapture take place, okay? And then last week we talked about, okay, now that the rapture has happened, what next? What's the next thing that will happen? Well, after the rapture takes place, there will be a seven-year period called the tribulation. Now, here's the thing. I know what a lot of you are thinking. <laughs> Why do I need to know this, Carrie? I don't plan to be here. Fantastic. Thank the Lord. I don't want none of y'all to be left behind for that. However, however, I believe it's important for us to know this. You may think, well, why? I ain't going to be here. Here's the thing. There are so many things that are being said about the end of the world in our world today. There are so many people who don't know Jesus. And you know what? It is our responsibility to share this truth with them. Hey, listen, I would take it seriously because the end of the world isn't what you think it's going to end like. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us exactly what's going to happen. And here's what's going to happen. It's important for us to know this so we can share it with other people as well. That's why we're learning about it, okay? Now, there's so much more that we can learn. But again, we only got four weeks. So we're just taking the highlights of this stuff, okay? But in that seven-year period that takes place after the rapture, okay, chaos has entered the world. People are missing. You know, there's been... Uh, Planes falling from the sky because people who've lived for Jesus have been raptured. There's just so much chaos. And in most and like just like all chaotic situations, people look for someone to lead them during this time. And that's exactly what happens. In the tribulation, in the first half of the tribulation, we talked about how the Antichrist will rise to power. And we learned last week that the Antichrist basically means anti means against. Okay? The Antichrist is against Jesus. Remember, uh, we talked about that last week. And how the Antichrist, he's going to rise to power and people are just going to look to him and they're going to follow him and they're going to cheer for him. And he's going to get a lot of people to follow, in his, follow him. And it gets to the point where the mark of the beast will take place. We learned about that last week. How people were given a choice to get a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, pledging their allegiance to the Antichrist. And we talked about how the Antichrist is going to be someone who is controlled by Satan and who will claim that he is God. And for the first three and a half years, he's going to have all the free will to do what he wants. And people are going to love the Antichrist. So many people are going to completely abandon the truth of God. And he's going to turn so many people away from God because they've taken the mark of the beast and they want to worship the Antichrist. Okay? That happens in the first three and a half years. All right? Now... We come to now the second half of the tribulation, okay? Here's the thing. Halfway through the tribulation, what happens in the first half also, excuse me, let me, let me forgot this. There will be a peace that the Antichrist makes with Israel, which will be a huge thing. 
because there's never been peace in that area. And all of a sudden, the Antichrist will make peace with Israel. And Solomon's temple that was built will be rebuilt, okay? It'll be rebuilt. And here's what's going to happen halfway in the tribulation. What will happen is the Antichrist will break peace with Israel, okay? Basically, what he's going to do, he's going to show who his true colors are. He's going to basically show people, look, I'm actually an evil person. I'm controlled by Satan. People are going to realize this isn't the guy who wanted peace for everybody and the leader we thought he was. Not only will he break the peace with Israel, but the Bible teaches us that he will stand in, that, in the temple that Solomon built and he will claim that he is God. He'll claim that he is God. And when that happens, people are going to just be like in awe of him. They're going to love him. They're going to be like, man, that's so awesome, okay? As a matter of fact, the Bible says it like this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. It says, he, which is the Antichrist, will brag and oppose everything holy and sacred. He will even sit in God's temple and claim to be God. So halfway through the tribulation, the Antichrist will stand in the temple, or sit in the temple, excuse me, and he will claim that he is God during this time. Okay? Now, this is when things are about to get really crazy. Right? Because here's what's going to happen. This is where the abomination of desolation happens, okay? What he will do then is that he will set up a statue or image of himself inside the temple, all right? He's going to create, have a statue, an image of himself set up in the temple of God, okay? And this is where it gets even crazier, where it gets even crazier. He will be given power to make the statue come alive. And so he'll I'm not saying he's going to, like, abracadabra it. But what's going to happen is he's going to have some type of power to where the statue that he set up will literally come alive in that moment. And people are going to be just like, what in the world is going on? Okay? And the Bible actually says it in Revelation chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. You'll see it on the screen. Revelation 13, 14 and 15, it says, And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belong to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, which is himself, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Now that will be crazy, right? All of a sudden, he's, the statue is going to come to life. This image is going to come to life, and the statue is going to start speaking. And then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. This is what's called the abomination of desolation. So you remember in the beginning we talked about, can you imagine someone putting like a, a UT Longhorn statue inside Texas Tech? It would be an abomination, right? The Antichrist is going to create a statue of himself. In the, and he's going to have it placed in the temple of God. And then on top of that, he's going to have it come to life. And in the temple of God, it's going to say, worship me. You will worship me or die. That is an abomination. Because evil Satan is going to be inside the temple of God in that moment. Okay? And in the second half of the rapture, what's going to, it's just going to be crazy Okay, when that happens. The Bible says it like this in Mark chapter 13, verse 14. It says, but when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the temple sanctuary, excuse me, 
where, where it shouldn't be, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. This is what Jesus said, by the way. Jesus talked about this years before it's going to happen. He even said it like this in Matthew 24, 14, 24, verse 15. He says, so when you see the abomination of desolation, the appalling sacrilege that astonishes and makes desolate, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, flee to the mountains, okay? And here's the thing. What's going to happen is, when this statue comes to life, he is going to force everyone, either worship me, or you will die. Now, when this happens, when this abomination happens, several people realize, oh my gosh. What's going to happen in the world is a lot of people are going to have their eyes open like, this is wrong. This is evil. This isn't supposed to happen. And so many people are going to bail on the Antichrist, and they're actually going to turn and repent and ask God for forgiveness during this time. But what happens after that is a huge persecution of Christians takes place. The Antichrist begins to murder Christians like crazy. People who say, I don't want to live for the Antichrist. I want to live for God. God, forgive me. We were wrong this whole time. And the Antichrist is literally going to slaughter millions of people in the, in the tribulation. All because of the abomination. They refuse to buy into it. Okay? That is what one of the major things that's going to happen in the second half of the tribulation. So, the rapture happens, the Antichrist rises, and then on top of that, you begin to see his true colors. He is literally controlled by Satan, okay? Which sex sets up, excuse me, what we're going to talk about next week, which is the Battle of Armageddon, okay? And then what happens after the Battle of Armageddon, okay? But we're going to talk about that next week, okay? But I want you all to understand something. God never intended for us to go through that, okay? If we stay behind, it's by choice. Matter of fact, Jesus said it like this. Um, he said it like this in Luke chapter 21, verse 36. He said, but keep alert at all times. Be attentive and ready, praying that you may have the strength and ability to be found worthy and to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand in the presence of of the Son of Man at His coming. I love what Jesus said. Jesus said, keep alert at all times. Keep alert at all times because again, Christ will return one day like a thief in the night. Okay? And it's going to happen unexpectedly. No one's going to see it coming. And those left behind, those left behind are going to face that seven-year tribulation period which I like to call hell on earth, man. And you don't want to be here for that. You don't want people to be here for that. In that seven-year period, the Antichrist will rise to power, okay? And you're going to, in the first, first three and a half years, he's going to seem like the greatest person in the world, but in the second half, he's going to reveal who he truly is, okay? And he's going to do something wicked and evil by setting up a statue of himself in the temple of God claiming to be God and claiming to worship God, okay? An abomination, flat out, plain and simple, okay? Abomination. Jesus said, hey, Jesus said it like this, keep alert at all times. Be attentive and ready, okay? Be attentive and ready because he's coming like a thief in the night, okay? I'll end with this verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 1, okay? I love the first part of this verse. 
says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love that. Stay true to the Lord. Man, if I could end it with that right there, that's, that's where I want to end it. Listen, stay true to the Lord. Again, Christ is coming back for a specific group of people, y'all. He's coming back for those who have lived a life set apart for him. Okay, who have lived a life sanctified, who have lived a life living for him, giving him glory in everything that they do. That's who Christ is coming back for, okay? I love what it says. It says, stay true to the Lord. Now, Paul will go on to say, I love you and long to see you, dear friends, uh, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. But I love that part when he says, stay true to the Lord. Man, stay true to who you truly are, okay? Let me remind you, you're Christians, okay? You're Christians, okay? So stay true to that, all right? Stay true to the Lord. Again, this month isn't about being afraid, trying to make you guys live in fear. No, 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 no. That's not what it, the whole purpose is. But I need you guys to realize, hey, this, this is really going to happen one day, okay? This is really going to happen. And you weren't meant to live during that, okay? You weren't meant to live during that. You were meant to be raptured to heaven, okay? But also, we want to take as many people with us as possible. So it's important for us to notice we can share it with other people. Because again, so many, so many theories on how the world is going to end, but guess what? God's word literally shows us and tells us how it's going to go down, okay? So all the more reason to know it and share it, okay? Stay true to the Lord, young people. Stay true to him. Be faithful to him in all that you do, all right?